Hi, I'm Kelsey Farias. And I'm Armando Farias. And each week we will be sharing knowledge and inspiration on becoming a better you. Feeling down, defeated, or looking at how to better yourself? We got you. Already successful? Great. Let's help you achieve even more. Sit back and get prepared to hear about overcoming challenges related to self-development, such as mental health, relationships, goal setting, personal growth, fitness, and dream building. Welcome Welcome to to Self-Love Sit-Downs. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. Kelsey and Armando here with you today. We appreciate you tuning into this episode, this podcast, on a weekly basis. Without you, we wouldn't be able to grow this podcast, and we appreciate you doing this. But if you haven't done so, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. We release episodes on a weekly basis every Tuesday morning. They are there, ready for your listening needs. All right, guys. So today's episode comes from a conversation that I had with Logan. That's that's our youngest son. Him and I were hanging out one day, and we decided to go drive by our old house where we first, uh, where Kelsey and I first, when we first got married. This is the first house that we moved into together as a family, a family of four into a two-bedroom, two-bathroom home. Because I, I asked him, I was like, hey, do you want to go check out the house we came, that we lived at? He's like, yeah. And mind you, he was, I think, three years old when first moved into that house. So he was young, right? So, But he's got some of those core memories. He's 12 now, yeah, just he's... for reference. <laughs> and the reason that I wanted to have this, uh, we wanted to record this episode is because there were, some, there were some enlightening things that happened with that conversation with Logan and also some enlightening conversations that Kelsey and I had together after that incident, incident because I, I told her about it and she thought that was kind of crazy. Um, also, this, this conversation, this episode, you may think of it as kind of controversial or kind of counterintuitive in a way, because uh, what we're talking about is, is folk, or looking at your past. And a lot of times people say, don't look at your past, look at your future, look where you're going, look where your goals are, always be looking forward. But some insight that I had when we had that conversation with Logan was, you know, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes you do have to look at your past so you can see how far you've gotten. So how, how far you've gone. Cause some, we set these big goals for ourselves. We set these big achievements and sometimes we feel like we're not moving. We're not, we're not making any ground to getting close to our goal or if we are, it's moving really slow. But when you stop and think and look back to see where you started, that's where that aha is. That's where that motivation comes from. That's where you get to see what you've accomplished so far. And that's what happened with Logan and I. We, had, we drove by the house and he was looking at it and he's like, wow. He's like, the house wasn't really taken care of. Like, mind you, like, I'm very big into uh, curb appeal. Like, I want our house to look nice. And we drove by it and it was like, there was overgrown with weeds. Like, the driveway was really bad. Like, the house, there was Christmas lights still up on it. It was, I mean, pretty, pretty torn apart, unfortunately. And when we lived there, like, I took very, I was very proud about our the way our home looked, I kept everything trimmed, every yard was green, everything was good. And he was like in a shock, like, wow, they really let that house go. And it was really impactful for me because I was able to see like, wow, this is where we started. We love the house that we started at. Mm-hmm. It had everything that we needed at the time. And now, gosh, what, eight years later, we have this opportunity to live in a home double the size um, in a great neighborhood. And I love it. And it's, it's super inspirational because then I can see like, wow, we've really like accomplished so much. And I feel like what could be a long period of time for some people, but for us, it's, it's a short amount of time. It seemed like the blink of an eye, honestly, to go from that house to what's now our rental property to our current home. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been literal growth 
all the way through when I think of that home, you know, so this conversation, I guess, let me, I'll let you finish the conversation that you guys had and then I'll. So, yeah. So once we drove through the neighborhood and this is on a dead end street, uh, we drove through the neighborhood, we drove past the house once and then we turned around and then drove back through and on our way out of the neighborhood, Logan like looked at me and and was like, wow. I was like, he's like, wow, Pa. I was like, this is kind of a scary neighborhood. Like, this is kind of scary. And it's, it's not a, it's not that it wasn't a sketchy neighborhood or anything. It's, um, but it wasn't a neighborhood that a lot of people took pride in their homes. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what made him feel like it was a scary neighborhood. And it's an older part of Wenatchee where the homes are closer together in that neighborhood versus our current neighborhood. Also, it's, it's like just more of a scrunched area in mm-hmm. my opinion. So when feel when things feel like they're close together, I don't feel that they feel as open and welcoming and all of that. And then on top of that, obviously that home looks very different now versus when we had it. But when Armando was telling me all of this conversation that he had, it was me that was like, this is a great podcast episode. Having this conversation with Logan and some of the takeaways. So Armando's takeaway was, you know, don't look back because you're not going that way, but sometimes you should look back because it's a great reminder. And I talk about this all the time with clients is that quote of, you know, don't look back. You're not going that direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's great because it is true. We want to be focusing forward. We want to be focusing, not getting hung up on the things we haven't done or how long it took us to get here. But also it's really important to look back and see how far you've come. Because I feel like a lot of the times we get so stuck on focusing on the future and goals typically take time. And we just live in a world where time seems like it takes forever right? So it can seem really daunting to just be looking forward and still see how far you have to go. But I think that looking back is a great reminder. So that was kind of Armando's takeaway. Mm-hmm. Definitely. My takeaway on this conversation, would I, which can I just say, I think it's so interesting. Two people can hear the same conversation, the same story and have completely different takeaways. The content was the same, but we're just listening or looking at something through our lens and interpreting it with our with everything that's happened in our lives, right? Right. Same content, and this is what I talk about with books. I love this about books. You can read like our book club, we would read the book and we would all have such different aha moments or takeaways or whatever, but the content is the same, you know? So my takeaway was not the same thing. I said, wow, I think that's interesting that he made the comment of it not being a safe area because when I bought that house, I purchased that house thinking, oh, this is a good neighborhood Mm -hmm. for myself and a three-year-old to move into by ourselves because that was really important to me. Location and security, being a single mom with a three-year-old at the time, I was very much so paying attention to safety. And Logan had only ever lived in duplex or apartments with me. And so to me at the time, man, I remember my grandparents actually went house hunting with me. And I remember one specific house that we went into. And I literally looked at my real estate agent and said, 
I don't feel safe here and I'm surrounded by all of you. So I will not be bringing my son here. We can go. I don't need to see anymore. And after that comment, she was like, actually, there's like a side basement that you can go around the back side of the house and there's like a whole nother section to the home. I go, yeah, that even more so, even more so. Yep. brings fear for me. I don't want to know what's in there. And so at the time, this house felt safe. But I think it's important to notate that with that comment that he made, you know, obviously he was three years old. I don't think he was, you know, concerned of safety or anything like that. Right. That was my concern. Yep. But as we've grown, you, it's so important. Your surroundings impact your security blanket, right? So we've obviously leveled up in every house that we've purchased, not just, not just the square footage, but also the neighborhood, the, you know, the structure itself and its quality, right? So at that time, coming from apartments and duplexes, that house felt like an upgrade because what I was surrounding myself with at that time, this felt safer. Oh, for sure. But now, Logan being where he is now, he went back to that and said, this doesn't feel safe mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So this is just a really good example of how important your surroundings impact how you feel or your goals or your, like I said, safety net. Because at that time, that felt like an upgrade. But now taking a step back and going to that, that doesn't feel safe because we've upgraded his security blanket, his surroundings. So now his standards are high. And I think this is a really important thing as a parent. We always want better for our kids. At the time, obviously, that was an upgrade for me. But now Logan's standard at 12 is nothing of what my standard was at 23. No, I mean, if you think about it, like, what if we would have stayed there? You know, that's that's what he'd be normal to. And there's nothing against the neighborhood that we were in. No. Like, we met the neighbors. Neighbors are great. The neighbors are super friendly. Logan used to play with their daughter all the time, and yeah. I felt great about it. Yeah, just one of those neighborhoods that's a little bit, it's older. I think the house mm -hmm. was built, like, in the 40s. So it's just an yeah. original home from Wenatchee when it was first built. So it, there's nothing against the, the neighborhood or what it is, but it's just one of those things that when you take care of what you have, regardless the size, regardless of what it is, you you feel more proud to be there. You feel yeah. better about it. So it was it's it's amazing to me how like three different people have three different outlooks on that particular situation. Exact same thing. Mm -hmm. I saw wow growth. Logan saw fear, and then Kelsey also saw her point of view too. Like wow, like what you surround yourself is what what you're used to. That's your normal. Um, I mean, I think that's a great message for a lot of people out there right now is like, look around. I mean, what's what's your current normal? Is that what you want yourself to be in for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. Is that what you want your children to be in for the rest of your life, your spouse, your, your, your relatives, everything else? Or do you want to grow more? And that growth only happens with change. And with change comes discomfort. But discomfort creates your you're getting bigger, you're getting better, you're getting you're getting you're going out of your comfort zone. And that's I think that's really important in this journey of life that we have is always looking to do better, to always look to do to better yourself, to better the people around you. And I think it's important. So some of my old business coaches would talk about this and say, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to be surrounded by people that are forcing you to want to level up whether it be in business and life, whatever it is, do not get stuck 
in a room full of small-minded people. You want to be forced to change because people will just get comfortable and stay where they are. And I think that's this is a great example of that. You know, I really hit a big personal development growth spurt after purchasing that house. We both did. And so it forced us to level up, which has obviously trickled into other areas of life. And just our home purchases comparison is a perfect example of that. When you're forced to level up, when you're choosing growth versus a fixed mindset or something like that, you're going to see that impact all areas of your life because you want more for yourself. You're saying, I choose to want more. I choose to deserve better. I don't have it yet, but I will figure it out. And I think that's so important because I think people want the idea of a growth mindset. They want the outcome, the results, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't want to do the work. And that's part of the process. That's part of the journey. I think it's one. And that's one thing that, you know, I may not be the perfect mom. You know, I question my abilities all the time as a parent, but my kids have gotten to see me like struggle through things. They have watched me work really fucking hard to get what we have. And that is one thing they will never say like, oh, mom just coasted. Mm -hmm. Mom, you know, gave up on her dreams or whatever. They will never, ever, ever say that. And I think that's so valuable to give them. And like when I actually do that comparison of what I felt safe at at 23 versus what Logan's current safety is at 12, he's going to do 10 times better. And that's, that's a gift as a parent that Mm -hmm. you want to give to your kids. We always want our kids to do so much better than us. Like that's everybody's goal. I joke with them and tell them like, I would love for you to become something that you can just take care of me and Mm -hmm. I can quit my job. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I want them to have a life that they're excited about, that they're excited to live. And that comes with growth. That comes with wanting more for yourself. And I think that's one thing that we've actually done a really great job mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. them, you know? Yeah, I think uh, something that some of you listening to this might be asking yourself, like, well, how do I start? Where do I, how do I do this? Where, what do I, who do I need to surround myself with? And maybe it's hard for you to cut ties or to make new friends because of where you are in your life. But for us, I think what really motivated us to really level up and be better was one, we worked on ourselves. We worked on ourselves yeah. tremendously. Like, what can we? What can I do to be a better spouse? To be a better father? To be a better person? To be to be a better person at work? So we tried to. We leveled up ourselves, which then in turn, when Kelsey and I have these conversations, like she's now in a way like she's leveling up because I'm leveling up, and it just kind of goes back and forth. So we didn't have like a that that being in a room with a bunch of uh, smarter people than us, we were in a room with each other and we motivated ourselves to grow. And I think that's the big part of it. It's when, if you don't know where to start, start with yourself, Mm -hmm. start listening to the podcast, start reading the books, start doing the things that the, what you consider successful people are doing, which is writing those affirmations, being grateful for what you have, working on yourself, reading the books, listening to the podcast, like everything possible that you can do for yourself. When you start growing yourself, you will start growing the people around you and people around you are going to see that. And then if your spouse sees you doing this, they're going to want to level up. They're going to want to do better. And now you're working together as a team. And now you can make that circle of influence that much bigger, right? 
So I think that's the biggest thing, the, the biggest takeaway. If you're wondering, where do I start? Start with yourself. I actually read on social media yesterday, there was this eight things for a healthy relationship. And so I was like swiping through them. And one of them said, if you do not first love yourself, you cannot have a relationship that's not toxic. Something along those lines. And I felt that to my core because, you know, thinking back to prior relationships, they were toxic, but I also was toxic myself. I had to first work on myself and that's when I attracted you. You know, for people that are out there and they're like, why do I keep running into these men, you know, and I'm not saying all the time it's something that you need to change, but maybe it's your standards also, you know, take a look and maybe you need to work on believing that you deserve better because you, something has to change. Like you're not going to just keep doing the same things and expect a different outcome. Right. And so working on yourself is so powerful. Even if you're already in a relationship or if you're trying to attract the right relationship or if you're just trying to be a happier person, a better person, literally it all starts with you. It all starts with you. You cannot just expect to wish things to be different and they become different. No, there has to be work behind it. And it literally starts with you. And then like you were talking about, the ripple effect happens. Mm -hmm. You're going to influence your spouse. You're going to influence your best friend. You're going to influence others in your friend group. It just, it's, it's such a different life to work on yourself, want better. And like, here's another like really important piece of that is believing that you can do it and that you deserve it. Because I think that's where a lot of the self-sabotaging comes in and the imposter syndrome. Some of all of that is going to come in 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 any situation. Like we don't live in a perfect world. You're not going to be in the perfect headspace all the time. But I do believe that you have to actually believe you can do things before they're going to happen. Exactly. You have to believe it. And there's actually one last thing that I want to mention when you were talking about the house and how different it looks and everything else. Something that comes to mind for me that this I think of all the time is perceived value of something. So I'm going to give you an analogy because y'all know I love analogies. So somebody who just bought a brand new Tesla, that car is very expensive, right? Tesla, whatever. Whatever high-end car you can Yeah, I'm like, what's another car? I got nothing. (laughs) Drawing a blank. I'm not a car person. So you go buy the car of your dreams. That thing is so important to you, right? Your perceived value of that car is high. So high that you're going to take it and get regular car washes. You're going to vacuum it out, keep it nice and clean, get the oil changed. A light comes on, you're going to run and get that fixed, right? because it's very important to you. You have an old beat up 1990 Honda. That car has been, you've been through some shit with that car. Okay. Maybe you have some perceived value because it's like got a lot of memories and things like that. But that car, maybe you're like, eh, I know my car. I can, I can run on E for a couple days Mm -hmm. or the check engine light came on. It kind of pops on and off. It's okay. I'll be okay. You know what I mean? You you don't park it at the back of the parking lot for door dings. 
right? You're trying to get as close as possible to that door. Whereas that Tesla, maybe you're like that asshole who parks in the middle of four spots so that nobody gets close to it, you know, because of the perceived value of it. And so when I think of the house, our perceived value at the time of that house was so high. We took amazing pride in that house. We loved that house because at that time, that was an amazing house for us. Mm -hmm. And so to us, it was worth caring for. It was amazing. That was our first home. Obviously, this person that has that in this could not be the situation. But I'm just saying they very clearly don't hold it to the same standard that we did because they're not taking care of it like we did. That was also something that I kind of thought of as you were talking through that is perceived value of things. Take a look at the things that you have. How are you caring for them? Because if you want bigger and better things, you first need to take care of what you already have. Yeah. You, I feel like it's almost paying your dues of I may not have exactly what I want. Right now, Armando wants this freaking truck that's going to cost so much money and I know without a doubt when we get that truck, he'll take amazing care of that truck. I have no doubts in my mind about it because of how well he takes care of our current truck. You know, in that truck, when we bought that truck, you know, we've had, how long have we had that truck? Probably eight years now. We bought it in 2015. Okay. He, you know, has taken care of it just as well now as when we first bought it because he takes pride in it. But if you're somebody who's not taking pride in the things that you have while you work for the things that you want, I almost feel like you're not as deserving. You're not going to appreciate it as much. Yeah, because how are you going to take care of the things that you want if you can't take care of the things that you have now, right? Yeah. So it's like kind of goes the car analogy, a house analogy, everything else. Like take care of what you have currently. Be grateful for what you have currently Mm -hmm. because that's going to that's going to lead over to when you do get that house you want, when you do get that job, when you do get that car, you're going to take care of it. You're going to appreciate it that much more because you're going to be able to see how far you've come. That was my next thing was like, be grateful oh. for the now, you know, so that, because I do think that it's a process. I think that you have to work up to those things because if everything is handed to us, think of, you know, some of, we all had some of those kids in high school where their parents just gave them everything right? They got a brand new car off the lot for their 16th birthday, right? And we just looked at them like, you asshole, you know? But their perceived value of that car versus my perceived value of my car that I worked my ass off to save $3,000 for, Mm -hmm. oh, I was treating that beat up little Nissan like it was a Rolls Royce, okay? Because I was proud of it because I took pride in it, because I worked really hard for it. And that's something that I think we have to remember is that you, I know sometimes like the pursuit of something can feel like it's hard, like it's a lot of work, but I think that's part of the journey of appreciating it and really holding value in that item when we get it so that we take care of it to the same level. You know what I mean? I just think that's also part of the process that we're supposed to go through so that we can appreciate things so that we can level up and learn and grow in the right capacity. Because again, if everything's handed to us, it just doesn't, it doesn't mean the same. It's not the same, right? Yeah. And then also kind of as a side tangent, um, and this kind of relates to what Kelsey brought up. She made me think about it when she was talking about how, when she bought this house and 
she really wasn't looking for, I'm going to talk about a little bit of relationship. Okay. And that was something that attracted me to, to Kelsey was that she, uh, she was self-motivated. She was independent and, uh, was. She was notice how he said she was, was. she was, <laughs> <laughs> and she was making moves. She was like, she was successful. And at the time I wasn't looking for a relationship either, but those things attracted me to her. I was like, wow. I was like, here's this woman that's like taking care of herself, taking care of her son, do, making moves, buying a house, like being super successful at her current job. And that stuff is what attracted me to her. That's what I was like, okay, she's a go-getter. I like this. I like this about her. And I think that's why we mesh so well, because I wasn't afraid as a man to be with a woman that was independent, to mm-hmm. be with a woman that could take care of herself, because that was honestly what I was looking for. I didn't want to be with somebody that I felt like I had to take care of. I want to be with somebody that could take care of themselves if they needed to, but also leveled me up too because they were motivated or they were just going to move on without me. And I think that came from working on myself, you know? So that goes back to that whole conversation of like invest in yourself. You're worth the time, the energy. If you're looking for a better life, if there's something that you're not happy with in life, it all starts at the foundation and we are the foundation Mm -hmm. of our lives. You have to start working on yourself and it's not always going to look good. It's not always going to look pretty or be easy. But overall, I can say that's something that I'm really proud of that I'm still, I feel like forever I'm going to be working on myself. It's not a destination by any means, but I do think that the time, energy, effort that we take in believing in ourselves, working on ourselves, that compounds into all areas of our life. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. We hope that you found some value in this episode. We hope that you had the opportunity to listen to this and really reflect on what we've talked about today and share this with a friend. Share this with those that you feel need to hear it the most and then tag us in it. When you listen to this, tag us on social media, what's your favorite part, what your takeaway was, because we love to see those. We love to see that you're finding value in what we're putting out there for the world. And with that, we leave you. We will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review. In the world of podcasting, the only way to climb the ranks is by receiving feedback via comments and ratings, in return, reaching as many people as possible. As always, if you love this episode or know someone who would find value in this, share it with a friend and tag us. You can find us on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Teddy and Mondofarius05. For any additional feedback, you can email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com.